Thanks, Twiggy. Great to have you at church tonight. And if you are just here for the first time, if you've only just started coming, it is amazing to have you here. Massive welcome to you. Uh, feel free to come to the Connections Lounge at the back. We'd love to meet you there. It would be amazing. Um, as we're looking at a series at the moment, um, we are looking at Renew. And uh, last week, Matt gave a great little analogy story of uh, the roof of his car and, um, and it made me think, when I was thinking about analogies, I thought, well, why not? I'm going to give a bit of an analogy about a car as well. And if anyone knows me very well, I do not know cars well at all. So just give me a bit of grace. I always get a bit scared and a bit sick in the stomach when um, a mate gets a new car and um, he says, die, die, come have a look. And I always think, oh, awesome, but I just have no idea what to comment when someone has a new car. My mate recently got a Hilux, and I went over, and he's like, oh, check it out. And I just, I don't know what to say. I'm like, the color's awesome. <laughs> and then the worst part was, and my wife sort of caught me out because he said, oh, just wait, just wait. And he lifted the bonnet, and I thought, oh, no. <laughs> lifted the bonnet, and we're just staring. And I'm like, what are we looking at? <laughs> like, what do I say to that? Engine is great. But anyway, so I'm going to give an analogy tonight about a car, so just give me grace here, okay? Um, so as, as I was thinking about this, let's just say, for example, you can think about your own car, you can think about my car, whatever car you want to think about. Let's just say um, I've had it for my whole life, and um, what sort of happens with my car is it breaks down a lot. Uh, let's say on a Monday, I, I, I drive it to the Sunshine Coast, and very regularly what happens is... Um, I just get stuck in second gear and I have to drive the whole way home just revving it and, and I'm redlining it on the highway. I'm going about 100. I don't even know if that's possible, but I'm, I'm, like, it's just not working well for me and, and, and there's many things that happen with my car. I often have to pull over and, and um, add oil to it and I hope this is sounding all right. You know, uh, There's a range of things I have to do to the car. And, and, and sometimes what can even happen, like I love my car, but what can sometimes happen, this is hypothetical by the way, but um, sometimes what can happen is my car breaks down and I need to get back from the Sunshine Coast. So what I do is I just jump out of the car, I put down the handbrake, I put it in neutral and I just push it the whole way down from the Sunshine Coast and I just push it back to my house. And as I'm doing that, um, many people stop by and say, oh, do you want any help? Do you? And I say, oh, that's just what happens. It's all good. I'm just going to keep going. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And, and, and it's really quite tough. But it gets to a stage where someone comes up to me and they say, mate, I have a friend that could restore your car. I have a mate that could fully restore it for you. You know that like, this is not the way it has to be. And I think that is amazing. I, I, are you serious? He said, yeah, mate, free of charge. We will fully restore your car. It'll be better than brand new. And I think that is amazing. That is incredible. I, I can't even understand what that would be like. And he says, mate, just let us come around and we will fully restore your car. I say, mate, that is incredible. And I, and I maybe go around telling people like I probably would, you have no idea what just happened. Someone came over and they offered, they're going to fully restore my car. It is amazing. My car is saved. Apparently, it's just going to drive all the way to the beach and drive all the way back. Like I won't even need to get out and push it home. Like It's just going to be incredible. But let's just say, and I'm just so pumped about that, but let's just say I just keep going every day and the same old thing happens every single day. And people pull over and say, do you want any help? I said, no, it's all good. My car's saved. 
It's amazing. I have a mate that's going to come around. He's going to restore my car. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be so good. But my, my mate's mate calls up, Tide, can I come around? Will, will you let me come around? I want to restore your car. Oh, yeah, that'll be amazing. That'll be so good. Thank you so much. This is amazing. But it just never happens. In that situation, you'd say, oh, it's pretty good news. It's, it's great news what's going to happen. It's, it's amazing that this, there is this offer and, and they're going to follow through with this offer. But I'm just holding back. Like, it's great news that my car is going to be saved and, and, and he's, he's made a way for it to happen. But until I let him restore it, I still haven't experienced this good news. Like, I really haven't until I let it happen. Unless I let him restore the car. It's good news, but I haven't experienced it fully. And as we look tonight at Renew, I want to share with us that the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, is not simply the news that Jesus Christ has died on the cross, saved us from our sins, and we are loved and then we just keep living the way we used to always live. That is not the fullness of the gospel. And if that was the fullness of a gospel, it would be pretty sad. The fullness of the gospel is that Jesus Christ has died on the cross for us. He has paid the price of sin so that we could die to the old life and that we could have a new life in Christ. So when we become a Christian, that is the starting point to the whole new life that Christ has on offer for us. And that's what I want us to look at tonight. Living in the new life and allowing God to transform us, that is the good news. That is the fullness of the gospel. And just like you think it would be crazy for that person to not allow that mate, to come around and restore that car and just keep going the way they used to, even though they know that the car's been saved. But unless they let it happen, you think, what is happening? And I want us to see that tonight, the fullness of the gospel. Let me pray. Dearly Father, I want to thank you that you set your son, you sent your son to set the captives free to open up our eyes, to show us a new life, to transform us into a new person. And I pray that we would get a glimpse tonight of the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Tonight we're looking at renewing the mind and we're going straight to Romans 12 and it's verse 2 that we're looking at. And often... Um, in, in different sermons, uh, I quite often like to go to different passages and sort of bring it together. But tonight, this is just so clear, so clear, so clear. It's only one verse that we're going to be looking at. So I want us to read that now together. Romans 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I'm just going to look at that first part for now. Paul says there, don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world. 
Now, if, if we have become a Christian, we have said, Jesus Christ, I need saving from my sin. And we say, there is a new life on offer. There is a lot of our thinking that needs to be changed. Because if our whole life we lived in a certain way before coming to Jesus Christ, we are ready for the Spirit, the power of the Spirit to change us into this new creation and show us this new life. And Paul here is talking to Christians when he says this. So in this situation, if, if, if we've lived our whole life or we, we are around the behaviours and the customs of this world, we might think to ourselves, well, how do I, like, what's the opposite to that? Like, if, if I'm not supposed to live like that, then how am I supposed to live? And I want to say that is the power of the Word of God. That is why the Word of God is amazing because it is illustrated to us what this new life is. And what I did is I just flicked through. I actually didn't do any research on the internet. I just had my Bible there and I just flicked through page by page and just looked at Jesus' words in the Gospel of Matthew. And just, just, I just looked at just some of the key ways, this new life that Jesus calls us to. And I really pray tonight that as we hear these words, we are excited to go, this is the new life that is on offer in Jesus Christ. And we realize that we actually don't want to keep living by the customs and the behavior of this world, but we want to follow Jesus. Because as we follow Jesus and follow him into the things that he's calling us to, we actually know Jesus. We know him. We realize his heart is amazing. He's calling us to live like this because this is who he is. So as I flicked through and, and just saw a range of things, the first thing that I came across was the fact that Jesus says that we do not live on bread alone, but that we are sustained by the Word of God. Physical food is not enough. As I kept going, I read Jesus saying that we are only to worship God, nothing else. Worship God only. Jesus says, and, and, I, and I want us just to see how different this is so life-giving, so different to this world. Jesus says that we should not be angry with people. We should not have hatred in our heart towards anyone. Jesus says that we shouldn't look with lust towards anyone. Jesus says that we should be faithful in marriage. Jesus says that we shouldn't seek revenge. Jesus says if someone steals our shirt we should give them our coat too. Jesus says that we should love our enemies. Jesus says that we should forgive and then forgive again and then forgive again and keep on forgiving. Jesus says that we shouldn't do certain things to just make us look good in front of others. Jesus says that we shouldn't store up our treasures on this earth but we should store up our treasures in heaven. Jesus says that we should treat others how we would want to be treated. Jesus says that we shouldn't spend so much time on our outward appearance looking good and looking holy. We, we should actually be concerned about being clean on the inside. Jesus says we shouldn't try to be the greatest among people. We should actually be the least. 
Jesus says that in our community, if, if we have friends and family and that, that are living in sin, we should correct them in love so that they may focus on Jesus. Jesus says that we are to serve others and not expect others to serve us. Jesus says that we should love God and love others. Jesus says, as Nick shared tonight, that we should sell our possessions and give it to the poor. Can we just grasp how different this is to the behaviours and the customs of this world? And as Christians, Christ followers, people that follow Jesus, this is the life that he's calling us into. And we can look at that and go, oh man, that, that, that just seems so hard. That seems so full on, that seems. But in every bit of that, when we read that and realize that is the heart of God, I pray that it would just make you think God is amazing. His heart is so pure. But we've got to realize that this is the opposite. This is the opposite to this world. If I look at this list, when Jesus says not to be angry, our world would say it is okay to be angry. And then they would take another step, the customers of this world, to say, well, you should lash out of that anger. Like it's okay to be angry. Our world would say the absolute opposite to say, you don't need to just worship God. You can worship sport. You can worship people. You can, as I go through this list, the world definitely wouldn't say you shouldn't last after people. The world doesn't say that you're to love your enemies. Like this is so different. And Paul is saying in this, that we cannot copy the customs and the behaviours of this world. He says we need to let God transform us into a new creation. And I don't know about you, but I, I, I don't want hatred in my heart. I don't want lust in my heart. I, I want to be able to love enemies. And God is saying that we need to let him transform us into a new creation. And as we look at the word of God, I pray that we would see who Jesus is and say, that is my savior and I'm following after him. But we need to remember, we can't, we can't follow Jesus in our own strength. That's the power of the spirit. But that is an exciting life to follow Jesus Christ. And when we let God transform our life, and as it says there, change the way that we think. It is honestly thrilling. It is, it is so impactful for the people around us. And that is the case for every single Christian. We have the opportunity as a follower of Christ to let God transform us and change the way we think. I've had the privilege recently um, of having a few mates that have recently decided to start following Jesus Christ and allow him to transform their life and change the way they think. And it is so exciting. And I can honestly say it is so impactful on my personal faith as I've been following Jesus for many years and the people around. When you see people that are just so excited. And I believe that can be the case for our whole life. Though there might be some hard times, though there might be some, some, some valleys in our life, but there is the excitement to continue to let God transform us and change the way we think.
and, and, and one of my mates. Um, and it's just been incredible as, as he's following Jesus and just allowing God to change the way he thinks. Um, one of the situations, this is just what he felt God calling him to, was um, he had a very nice vehicle. Um, I, as I said, I'm not uh, actually into cars very much, but for some reason, every analogy is about a car, so sorry about that. Last sermon was about dogs. This one about cars. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, so it's this, um, he has this car and... Um, and it was a very nice looking car. Uh, looked very good. As an onlooker, I'd say, whoa, he's really cool to have this car. Like part of me would think, whoa, imagine if I had that car. Um, but then I said, no, nah, it's all good. I've got my little MG. That's all that I need. Um, but anyway, he, for him, he felt this thing that he actually needed to sell it. Um, he needed to sell this car because he realized that um, he was actually putting a bit of his image in having this car. That for him... Um, he realised that um, the thought of having this and what others might think, and, and he realises following Jesus, I actually don't need to be concerned about that. And I don't need to be concerned about people thinking that I'm successful and, and being caught up in greed. Um, and, and I actually, I need to follow God. And it was a hard step for him. And, and he sold that car and got another car um, that I, I'm not going to pay out the car, but it's maybe not as cool as the one that he had beforehand. But it's incredible in that, seeing his generosity towards people. That he, in following Jesus, in that simple step of his heart to go, it is better to give than to receive. And, and, and it's actually so freeing when we follow Jesus in all the areas of our life. The areas that we realize, I don't want to follow the customs and the behaviors of this world. And it's cool to hearing this mate talking, and I often have a giggle, but it's so true. If anyone ever says that they're um, earning a good salary or they've got a slight pay rise or something like that, the first thing he will say, and he sort of says it a bit cheeky, but I know he's serious, is if someone sort of says, oh yeah, I'm earning this more money or whatever, the first thing he says is, that is amazing. Think about how much money you can give away now. And in that moment, you can see the person just die inside thinking, oh, true. Like, but, but. As we follow Jesus, it's true. Things change and it is so freeing. And I see him, it's not this thing of dragging, dragging along thing. Oh, it's freedom. Following Jesus and not getting caught up by the customs and behaviors of this world and following Jesus, that is where we continue to experience new life. I remember another example for me, it's just being an onlooker of this, was um, so my dad. Um, owned a uh, removal company, furniture removal company for 16 years. Uh, it was a very, it was a great company. And, um, and he, though he was the owner, he, did, he often um, got, on, got in and, and did the work and did a lot of the removal um, work himself as well. And, and in my opinion, dad is the best in the business. Like he is very good at what he does. Like when I see the way he packs furniture, moves furniture, like it's safe, but man, it is packed so well. Like it's just incredible. And something over, over the years that dad and I have done is we've sort of um, gone sometimes to help people um, if they're moving house or something like that, just to give a bit of a hand. And I walk into those days thinking, I cannot believe who my coworker is right now. Like this is incredible. Um, and, and it's so interesting because we'll be in situations where people will not know my dad's background. And, and, and they will sometimes give him a bit of advice for how he could move something, how he could pack something. And he just says, oh yeah, okay, great. And then, and then, we, and then walk away and I say, dad, do they think they're talking to? 
Like, stand up for yourself. If that was me, I would have sat them down and said, I need to let you know. I owned a company for 16 years. And Dad would say, ah, oh, yeah, that's why you didn't. Like, you know, and, 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 and he would say to me in those situations, he says, Ty, Ty, we're, we're here to help. We're here to help. That's all we're here to do. We're here to help. We're not running this job. We're here to help. Oh, true, true, Dad. But, but how dare they? And, but but it's, it is crazy, isn't it? When, when, when you're following Jesus, all parts of your life, and, and your goal is not to be the greatest. When Jesus says, as a follower of Jesus, you are to serve. Don't, don't expect people to serve you. Don't, don't try to be the greatest. Don't try to sit in the place of honor. Actually live to serve people. This is the fullness of life. And the second part of the sentence is of, of Romans 12 too. It's actually probably the middle part. Allowing God to change the way that we think. This is something that, if I'm being honest, is a bit tricky. If we've thought in a certain way our whole life, that's sometimes the only thoughts that we've thought. And then coming to a place now where we say, we are followers of Jesus Christ. And we actually want to align our thinking with Jesus. And we want to think in a new way. And though that is the fullness of the gospel, that, that can be tricky to actually think, I may have thought in a certain way, I may have thought a certain way about people, I may have thought a certain way about myself for so long and that was actually copying the customs and the behaviours of this world. And now as a follower of Jesus Christ, I'm asking that the Holy Spirit changes the way that I think. And sometimes you think, where do I start? And that's why you need to trust the Holy Spirit. And say, in this, we need to let God transform us into a new person and change the way that we think. And this is for every single one of us that is following Jesus Christ for the rest of our life. We are actually experience a greater and greater fullness of the gospel, the good news of being saved from our life of sin and now following Jesus Christ in this new life to be able to love God and love others. That is a gift. That is the gift of the gospel. And I did want to say tonight, maybe for you, you did make that decision. You Maybe you responded in a sermon. You, you made that call to say, I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. But then you just kept living the way that you always lived and nothing really changed. But you knew, and, and just as I shared the story at the start, you, you, knew, you know that you're saved, you know that God loves you, but you think something just doesn't seem right. Something just doesn't, like, and you almost ask yourself, am I a Christian or not? Like, and you sort of, you ask yourself that question. And I want to say tonight, we need to come to a place where we surrender and we say we actually want to allow God to transform us into a new creation, to allow God to change the way we think and come to Him, come to the Word and say, God, transform me. I don't want to copy the customs and the behaviours of this world. I want to live in the fullness of the good news of Jesus Christ. And in the second part of the verse that I didn't read at the start, but I wanted to read now, 
is often we say, oh, we just don't know what to be doing in life. I just don't know what the next step is. I just don't know what the next season is. And I kind of just don't know if I'm supposed to be where I'm at. And what I think is really cool is when, when Paul says this, and this is God's word to us, when he says that we're to not copy the customs and the behaviors of this world, we're to be transformed into a new person and allow God to change the way we think. It says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So as you follow Jesus, as you allow him to change your thinking, he will show you his will for you. So as I invite the band back up, what does this look like? And I really encourage you tonight, just like that analogy at the start that I shared about the car. Sometimes we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And when we don't really want to change, we don't want to let God have the permission. Even though it is the best news ever, even though it is the greatest news, it's still the unknown. And we do need to take a step of faith. We do need to trust. So I really encourage you tonight, whatever the Lord is speaking to you, and, and there's actually a response for every single one of us to say, maybe for you, you, you are currently being transformed into the new creation and you are just in a place of worship towards God and He is changing the way you think. Well, praise God. Keep following Him. It's every day. The temptations of this world and come and but just focus on Jesus and, and that's where we need to encourage each other. But maybe for you, you have felt for a long time, oh this this following Jesus thing is a bit boring. I don't I don't really know. Like I know he loves me, I know I'm saved, but I don't really know. And I want to encourage you to say, Jesus Christ, I want to follow you with everything. I want you to transform me into the new person that you have. And I want you to change the way that I think, that I may know you, that I may love you, and that I may follow you with my whole life. The way of Jesus is so different to this world, but it is so beautiful. It is the best life. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. He loves us so much and He wants to show us His kingdom, His way. So as the, as the band lead us in the final song, if you would love to come down and, and just respond in, in whatever way that is or where you're sitting and you just want to get on your knees and just a place of surrender and say, Jesus, I want to follow you with everything. I don't want, I, I, I do not want, or, or maybe for you, you're thinking, I'm actually in a place of enjoying my sin and I don't want to. I actually need your spirit to give me the strength to want to follow you wherever you're at. Surrender to Jesus and say, Jesus, I want to follow you with everything. So let me pray now. Oh Lord, thank you for the fullness of the gospel. Thank you that in your word you say, come to me all who are weary and heavy burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. That is so beautiful. Because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy 
to bear and the burden is light. Thank you, Jesus, that you wanna teach us this new life. You haven't left us. You've saved us, you have forgiven us, but now you wanna show us this new life. Oh Lord, I pray that we would not hold to the way of this world, but we would be so excited to follow you, Jesus, into this new life that you have for us. Thank you that when we ask you into our life and receive forgiveness, that is just the start of the journey of experiencing the fullness of who you are. So I pray in this time of worship, let us respond to you. Be excited that we know and we have heard through your Word the goodness of who you are and the best news ever. In your name we pray, amen. Let's stand to our feet and let's worship God. If you wanna come down for prayer, we also have our prayer lounge at the back. If you'd like to go to the back and receive prayer or come down or where you're at, near where you are, whatever that is, I encourage you to respond to Jesus. Let's worship. They say that it's impossible 
just struck by those words. It's your kindness that leads us to repentance. And uh, you're such a gracious Father, a loving Father. And uh, Lord, thank You that we can come to You just with our, you know, the stuff that's going on in our heart. Just bring it before You and a God that uh, doesn't reject us or see our mess. And God, I don't want anything to do with You, but a Father that loves every single one of us so much. Those online, those here, uh, those that are even listening down the track in the car you're driving. And there's just that uh, it's just a reminder tonight, this is, this is who He is, a gracious and loving Father. And despite all the stuff, all the mess and all the muck in our lives, great God, You love us and You want a relationship with us. You love us and You want a relationship with us, great God. And what an extraordinary promise, great God. And I just thank You, Lord. And I just sensed even uh, in this moment, some here that are wrestling with what we've heard tonight, that sense in which you're wanting us to give up some things or to let go of something or, or to, to make a phone call or to speak to someone, just some stuff that's going on in our hearts that you want us to just release and let go of. And there's a sense in which it's just too hard. It just seems too overwhelming, great God. If that's you tonight, I just wanna give you just a quick opportunity. It may be just one line, but a simple prayer to say, God, help me in this. There's something that you're wrestling with or something that even right now, the Holy Spirit's laying on your heart to let go of. Andrew mentioned it earlier tonight that we don't find true life until we know how to lose our lives. And there's just something that God wants you to, to release and to lose. Maybe you're struggling and wrestling with that. And I just wanna give you an opportunity right now, just in your head and your heart, just to pray a simple prayer. God, help me in this. Why don't you do that now? Father, thank You that You hear every prayer. Thank You that we can come to You, great God. Thank You that we can come to You with even the greatest struggles and, and, uh, and thank You that You're such a merciful, loving God. And uh, Lord, I just thank You that You want to renew our lives. I thank You that You wanna bring freedom and You wanna bring life in all its fullness. It's Your Word promises. You came to give life and life to the full, great God. Uh, but it requires a response from us to let go and say, okay, Lord, I'll follow You. I'll follow You wholeheartedly to really know how to lose our lives so that we can find it in You, great God. And so help us, great God. I just sense that some even tonight, it's a pivotal moment in their lives. And so I just pray, Lord, that we wouldn't walk out of here tonight without just doing that business with You, great God, to, to let go and to pray to You about it. We thank You, God, that we can come to You. We thank You for tonight. And we just uh, pray all these things in Jesus' mighty and precious Name. Amen. Amen. Really good to have you here tonight, but uh, there's definitely still opportunity to receive prayer. So if you want prayer at all, feel free to come down the front afterwards. We've got a prayer lounge at the back. If you feel more comfortable heading up there, there's a team up there that would love to pray for you. Uh, but have an awesome week. Um, really, I really mean that. Have an awesome week. Whatever God's calling you into, may He use you this week. God bless you and uh, we'll see you soon.